You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. This is your host, Kelly Hall Sabraki. Thanks for being here, guys. I want to try out a little bit of a different episode today. Questions with Kelly. I had this in my episode season one. I would do like a quick 10-minute Q&A at the end with questions you guys would give me. Guess what? Times have changed. It's almost 2023. I'm in season three and your girl just has no time now. So the fact that I'm cranking out some episodes in general is kind of a miracle, but I still want to show up for you guys. I'm going to be here for you guys and I want to answer your questions. So I get so many questions on social media from you guys all the time and I feel horrible. I can't always answer them all. You know, like I really want to be here for you. I really want to do that Q&A. So I want to push out a couple of these episodes just to answer some of these questions you guys have pushed to me via social media. Thank you so much for all your love and support. This episode is specifically your questions that I have received regarding the Navy, my experience in the Navy. And let me caveat that with a quick disclaimer. This is a my personal opinion does not reflect that of the DOD. These are my experiences since I have been in and I have entered in 2010, technically, and then commissioned in 2014. So let's get right into it. First, I have a question from Allison X. Jones. Just says, what's your job in the Navy? Well, I am a human resources officer, 1200 community Human HR officers, human resources officers actually is like the smallest community in the Navy. We deal a lot with recruiting, personnel, training, manning. I am in the accessions world currently. So I was in recruiting for about four years and then I switched over to Navy accessions. Specifically, my job, which I have not really shared via social media out of privacy for my boss is I am a flag aide. So what that is, is I am an aide to a flag officer, aka an admiral in the Navy, and I do everything for her. (laughs) I do everything she needs all the time. The benefit of being a flag aide is you build this personal connection with an admiral in the Navy. And it has been an incredible journey for me. Yes, I do everything she needs. I build her schedule. I build her meetings. I bring her coffee, I get her lunch if she needs, whatever it is, I build her travel, um, I coordinate all her visits. But I also have a mentor, a nonstop mentor, and she's amazing. And I'm excited to share a little bit more about that journey and that chapter in my life after I'm done. But out of, again, respect for her, I choose not to share specifics about my day-to-day and my life right now because I opted for this life on social media, but she did not. So I just really want to kind of respect her by not oversharing. So that is what I do. My hours are long. I travel a lot, but boy, has this been a season of professional development for me. I think if you can be an admiral's aide or an aide to camp as what other services call it, 
a hundred percent opt to do it because it has been so rewarding and so amazing. Okay, next up, I have a question from May Borongo. Borongo. Can midshipmen get married immediately after graduation? Yes, they can. It is actually a very popular thing to do at the Naval Academy. There's a chapel that gets booked out for weeks at a time, but you cannot have dependents or be married while at the Naval Academy. Speaking of which, my dependent just walked in. <laughs> my husband, Austin, shout out to Austin, the best Navy husband there is. All right, next question is, what do you ask for? Who do you go to to get your uniforms tailored? So if you go to an NEX or a uniform shop, they're going to know exactly what the specifications are to get your uniforms tailored. Yes, highly recommend. If not, I would look like a 12-year-old boy in my uniforms. I don't always have a tailor, a military tailor or a next near me in my duty stations. So I will go take them to a civilian tailor, but know in the instruction kind of how much you can take off your uniform skirt or your shirt. Um, I always keep it very polished and professional, never too tight. All right. Next question is, do you have any advice for not overthinking your leadership skills? Yes, that is my first piece of advice. Don't overthink it. Um, You need to stay true to who you are, what your talents and skills are, and just your core and your values. I nauseatingly attempted to be who I was not in my first year in the Navy. So much so when I would come home from the ship, I would get a headache because I would be working all day to not be myself. I was afraid to be bubbly. I was afraid to be super friendly, goofy, funny, all those qualities that make me who I am because I thought I needed to be really uptight, polished, professional all the time around my sailors. Eventually, I stopped doing that. And I showed my true colors. I really connected with them. I was relatable to them. You know, I was officer first, friend second, but I wanted them to feel like they had someone that they could come and speak to comfortably. So, you know, don't try to be someone you're not and just be really transparent and true to who you are. They can smell from a mile away when you're not being authentic. Next question. When will you get a new set of orders from Winter Chefman? I actually already have them, but stay tuned. I will be sharing in December. As many of you probably know in the military, you can't believe everything you see or hear. You must have it a hard copy piece of paper in your hand. So I don't want to share it out of positive vibes that nothing changes. I'm very excited about them though. Okay. Next question is from Batman McClellan off Mark. Wow, that's a long username. Have you had to deal with the stigma of being one of the few females in a mostly male command? Yes and no. I'm honestly so used to it being one of the only females, but my confidence has changed a lot through my time in the Navy. So sometimes I'll like take a step back and be like, wow, I'm the only woman in this room, but I really don't care. Like I will still be outspoken. I'll share my thoughts. I'll be direct. I think if anything, I have become more confident at speaking up for myself and I don't allow anyone to kind of push me over or You know, even in situations where there might be people who expect me to be more timid or expect me to not have something to say because maybe I am small woman, I am confident and I am not afraid to speak up and have that seat at the table. So I've kind of gotten used to it over time, but if anything, after missing out on those opportunities, I now remember to speak up and, you know, show that as a woman, I am someone who can add value to this team. 
All right. Next question is from Alicia Vrider. I am butchering everyone's name. I'm so sorry. Next question. How often do you see your family during the academy? I was very spoiled. My family lived about an hour and a half away from the Naval Academy. So I probably saw them once a month, um, which was incredible. Definitely not the case with everyone. My roommate, her family is from, you know, the Bay Area. She saw them like once a semester. Poor girl. But, you know, I definitely would carve out time and try to have them come up as much as possible. I've got a question. This is a great question um, from Mighty Chris 10. How do you feel about not having a warfare pen pressured to get mine ASAP? I'm going to be honest with you. I never like that was not a plan of mine. I did not plan not to get my warfare pen when I was first slated as a surface warfare officer. Life took a lot of different turns and directions that I could have never anticipated. Did not know I would get pulled off my ship um, medically. Did not know I'd go on limited duty. No one knows how these things are going to go. I think a lot of it is how you respond to those situations. So for example, you know, my run as a surface warfare officer was quick. It was only about a year and change, a year and a half. I did not leave that scenario with a surface warfare pen because I did not finish my time as a surface warfare on my first tour. However, since then, I have showed up so intentionally with so much purpose, with so much motivation and dedication to my career as a human resources officer. So because of that experience I had as well, where I did not get my warfare pen, I am determined to be the best HR officer I could be. And there's not been a single set of orders or duty station I've been at where I have not tried to do that. And most often left very, very proud of what I did during that time. So in a sense, like it, it's part of my journey. It makes me who I am. I will never forget that. And I am constantly reminded when I put on my uniform that I technically failed my first tour. I didn't make it through my first tour. I was medically removed. I had to redesignate from SWO, from SWO as, as a surface warfare officer. But that's a part of my chapter that makes me me. And I decided to fail forward instead of completely reflecting on that failure and never getting over it and never moving forward from that. If you have an opportunity to get your warfare device, it still comes up every single day, every situation. I don't feel like I have to explain myself, but in some scenarios, I have to explain myself. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to always have to reflect back on something that happened in 2015 when I was an ensign as an 01 and not be looked at for what I'm doing now as someone about to approach 04, having six, seven years in the HR community. So if you have the opportunity, go get your pen, finish that time. But if something happens, like in my situation where you do not get the opportunity to do it, to finish it, to fulfill that qualification, attack the rest of your career with gusto and prove why you are here and why you are still here. All right, next question is from Jeffrey Carl Johnson. Why the gold thing on your shoulder and Admiral's aid? Ding, 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 ding. It's called an agulet. It's a gold rope I wear on my shoulder because you are representing the Admiral as an aide. And when I go and ask for things from senior officers, the captains know that I'm an Admiral's aide and I'm not asking as an O3, I'm asking from the Admiral. So you are an extension of them. Next question. From Antonio.R, any tips for someone who is going in as an enlisted but interested in going into USNA? Yes. First of all, find a mentor. 
There are so many prior enlisted sailors who are now at the academy. A great, great mentor to talk to is my best friend at Jackie.Barnum. She's all over my social media. She was a NAPS company officer. She can help you with putting together a package, what the board is looking for in order to apply for USNA. Next question is from Fortin underscore Steph. How do we advocate for change in the Navy beyond our own unit? Ooh, love this question. Speak out and speak up, period. I advocate for change by, one, implementing that change in my own life and calling out others who are not adhering to those changes or those culture changes. But I speak out through social media. I speak out in my everyday life. I set the example to the people I work with and come across with or barely know. You know, I want to instill those standards in my behavior first. So I think it's so important that if you want to do this beyond yourself, know that there is a ripple effect. People will see the way that you're acting to others and they will remember that and they will bring it home and they will bring it to their workspace. And then in general, you know, set the example for others to see and speak out when given the opportunity. Next question. Someone said, how do I get your job? Some of us are out here miserable and your job is so awesome. (laughs) Thanks for that question. So I'm going to add a disclaimer to this. You know, I shared that I am an admiral's aide right now. What you see on social media is not my everyday job. As I mentioned, I do not post and share my job as an admiral's aide out of respect for my boss. So what you see is a lot of the credible opportunities I get to showcase in the military, i.e. a Navy week, i.e. Naval Academy football, speaking engagement, my personal experiences. A lot of people believe that my social media presence and my job as an influencer is my actual job in the Navy, and it's not. I do that in my spare time, on my train rides into work or at home. I do not do it as a full-time job. So those who think it is, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, there's no bill in the Navy that allows you to be an influencer, but I also would not ever want to do this full-time. I want to work with people and humans and make change and work with sailors. And for those of you who are envious of my job as an influencer, you can do it too. You can create a social media account and start speaking out tomorrow. And those of you who are are jealous of my job as an admiral's aide, I say apply. Apply and become one. I was nominated for the job a couple years ago. I took it. I interviewed. I was selected. And it has been so rewarding. Scary to do at first, but super, super rewarding. Next. What advice for feeling too physically weak to be able to join the military from Brissa? Hey, you got to start somewhere. Start. Start walking 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, jogging 20 minutes a day, eventually running 30 minutes a day. Build up on that. Go use ClassPass. Sign up for classes. You can get a free week on ClassPass. You can get a free week of core power yoga. You have to start somewhere and start building that confidence over time. You want to put an emphasis on push-ups, core, and cardio um, as best as possible. Next question. Oh my gosh, you guys have so many questions. I wish I had time to talk about all of them. The episode is going to get so long. Okay, let's see. How did you join the military? Oh, that's an easy question. I joined the military through the Naval Academy. I applied and started working on my package at 16 when I was a junior in high school. Finished my application as a senior at 17, entered the Naval Academy at 17, and then commissioned at 21. So that's how I entered the Navy. But 
You can enlist, you can do ROTC, you can do OCS, you can do ODS. Highly recommend you connect with a recruiter in your area if you're even slightly interested just to talk about opportunities. I do have a link in my bio on Instagram and I can include it in the show notes if you are interested in just talking with someone about some of your opportunities. Oh, this is a great question from Perceva. How do you deal with hate from fellow JOs? Oh my God. I'm like, I'd love to say that everyone is nice, but unfortunately not everyone is nice. Yeah, I wish I had more confidence when I first started out in the Navy because I did not know how to navigate this. Now, I think what helps is I have friends outside the Navy. And those friends really know me to my core. Those friends see me every single day. They know me in and out of uniform, but they know my heart first and foremost, just like my husband knows my heart and of who I am and what my intention is. So I don't really care when I get hate from other junior officers because the people that I do care about will keep me in check. If I'm off kilter, if I'm doing something that they don't agree with, they'll be like, hey, Kelly, like, I think we should rethink this. And I have a, there's a lot of value in that. You know, I can fight a lot in my parents. I can fight a lot in my best friend, my husband, and they will keep me straight if something is not accurate or if something is not a good reflection of me or the Navy, for example. But when I'm working with people who choose to hate or dislike something that I'm doing or who I am, that's fine with me because they don't know me. And I am more than happy to have a conversation with those actually willing to listen and get to know me. But truly, like the best you can do is be true to yourself, be true to your core. Not everyone is going to like you in life, but they could still respect your work ethic and they can still respect the job that you're doing. And there is no doubt I don't show up and put my best foot forward every single day. I would much rather have a great work ethic than um, sit around and care about making sure everybody likes me. So stay true to yourself, stay true to your values, build your confidence, but surround yourself with people who will keep you honest and who will keep you in line and really value their opinions the most along the way. Okay, and I'm gonna wrap this up at 20 minutes. So this is the last question I'm gonna use for the day. Let's see. Let's make it a good one. Tips for your first command in the U.S. Navy. Oh, this is a great one from Kat. So Kat, I will say tips. One, before you ever, ever show up to your first command, remember why you're doing what you're doing. Remember why you joined the Navy and what you hope to get out of the Navy and what talents and skills you're going to bring to the Navy. Really reflect on that. Second, ask so many questions, your pencil can't move anymore. So many questions, so many answers. Ask about everything. You know, you only have a short window of time in the Navy where it's acceptable for you to just absolutely not know anything. So ask how this operates, how this works. Who do you talk to? Who's the best point of contact? Why did you do what you do? That is really going to matter in the long run. And then lastly, build a network of people you trust in and out of the military that you can go to for your hard days, your good days, the days you need to vent, the days you need mentors. I wish earlier on I had more people outside of the Navy to lean on to vent to because often the response for people in the military was suck it up, buttercup. And I think if I had more mentors outside of the military that could help me navigate the stress of trying to adapt 
that would have been amazing. And then I also wish I had started sooner expressing myself and some other form of creative outlet outside of the military so that I had that release. I did photography in my first tour and that really made a huge difference for me on my own time outside of the Navy, not during working hours whatsoever, but just something that I really looked forward to that was my own because nothing will ever be your own in the Navy again. You're a part of a team, you're part of a unit. And the fact that I had something just that I did that I was able to control and express myself in, insert your hobby, you know, really make that a priority because self-care is so, so, so important. So I guess ultimately I'm saying self-care before you check into your command, make sure you still have an outlet to express yourself and reset through the stress. So it's going to be great. Be a sponge and learn a ton. And I hope that this answered a few of your questions. I'm like blown away by the amount of questions you guys submitted. Holy cow. Thanks so much. Um, This will be a first installment of many for questions with Kelly, but this was a Navy specific episode. I hope you guys loved it. And thanks for showing up on social media too. I mean, all your questions were submitted through Instagram and that means the world to me. Take a second to scroll back on previous episodes because a lot of your questions can be answered just by glancing at some of my previous episodes and at my podcasts, whether you want tips on the Naval Academy, tips on leadership, tips on being a female in in the Navy or in the military, tips on building confidence. I have all of that here in Misunderstood Podcast. So thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Another episode of Misunderstood Podcast, Questions with Kelly edition. Until next time, Kelly Sabraki. Oh my God, I just said my last name wrong. Kelly Sabraki. Awesome, did you hear that? I messed up my last name. We're all getting used to it. Kelly Sabraki signing off. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.